Welcome back to another edition, another season, a whole new year of Talk So Real with Matt Sanzala. I am uh, happy to be back behind this mic. Took a little time off for the holidays, as uh, everyone should, I think. Ain't nobody listening around then anyway. I don't know. I had other things to do, but I'm so happy to be back. And uh, today we've got a very special guest, a good friend of mine for many years, and I've been a fan of hers for many years, and her brand new album, The Release Party, is this Friday night at the Soho House. Alicia Lani is in the house, the thank apartment. You. Thank you for having me, Matt. Man, thank you for coming over. You know what I mean? It's like I'm working my way through all this, trying to get with all my friends, all my people here on uh, Talk So Real. It's pretty casual, pretty chill, and I could probably stand to be a little more professional with it and schedule things and stuff, but it's more like just come over. Yeah. Let's do this. Let's have fun. I'm not going to front and, and act like uh, – we're making a million off podcasts over here. Facts. We're trying to have fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the podcast game has gotten crazy, and I really, uh, I like to keep it casual, just have a, a real conversation. Right. I've been watching you for a long time, and I've seen you ascend a lot here, especially in Austin, and just with your music in general. I mean, you were, not to say you were a kid when I first saw you, but you were like... You know, I remember, like, just real fresh out on the scene. Mm -hmm. And uh, your new album, Self-Titled. Yes. I listened to it again last night. I listened to it when you first dropped the stream. And I was like, man, <clears throat> the production on here is past a lot of stuff I've listened to lately. But I like the diversity of the sounds. Like, your song with Jackie Benson. Oh, yeah. That song, was that a stretch for you? Because that song really rocks. I was nervous. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was really nervous doing that song. Uh, it just, I wrote it and I went through with it. But then as soon as we was getting ready to release it, I was like, yo, I do not want the rock community to like crucify me <laughs> or oh, like please. try to talk mess about she's not a real rocker. But I just did what I felt like I wrote a really angry song and it just transcended in that manner. I mean, it sounds great, and you got you and Jackie Vincent together is almost a no-brainer, you know, as far as people really doing things out here and really having a unique sound and putting the work in, and it's, you guys should align with that, but I will admit that it threw me a little bit when I first heard it. I had to listen again, like, damn, it really, they went off. Yeah. It's, pretty, it's heavy. Like, I think it's heavy for her, even. I'm a black alternative girl. I love yeah. rock music. I've listened to rock music since, I would have to say, since early high school, mm -hmm. like freshman year I started. I love that because um, I always like learning that because I've always found talking to musicians and artists and stuff like most rappers don't just listen to rap. At least the successful people who have been, in, you know, the people who really make music. Right. You know? <laughs> yes. I know jazz guys who love, who would put Kendrick Lamar on way before they would put on John Coltrane. Right. You know, like they want to hear something other than what they just do at all times. Right. And, where are you from here originally? No, I was, well, basically, I've been here since yeah. I was four. Four, yes. I was born in Missouri. Missouri, okay. Yeah. Well, that kind of four is, four is young enough. Yeah. You know, well, I go back home, they call me Texas. Yeah, I bet. That's, that's the way I talk. <laughs> I came here, I came to Houston at first when my father moved there when I was eight. And then I went back and forth the whole time. So I don't know what I am, but uh, I put a lot of time in, in, in Texas. Oh, yes. And it's a pretty welcoming place. Yes, it is. But you spent some time in Detroit? I, mm. What were we, because we were talking about records the other day, just on text, we weren't oh, talking, but yeah, you were saying yeah. you started getting into vinyl when you were in Detroit, and I wanted to know about that. Cause, I went on a trip to Detroit. Okay. And uh, when I travel, whether it's for music, mainly it's for music, because I can't recall the last time I had a real fucking vacation, mm -hmm. <laughs> or ever a vacation. But anytime I travel, I always love to crate dig. And yeah. I started my crate dig journey in hometown uh, midtown not midtown detroit detroit okay. <laughs> i'm thinking of the different city parts of detroit yep. sorry um yeah i started in detroit i just i like to go to museums i like to do vinyl digging do some thrifting eat some good food rock out the show kind of like on some action bronze and shit but not so elaborate yeah not as elaborate but that's exactly <laughs> what I, I do in the city i get to the city i want to see the good museum i want to eat the good food mm-hmm and always look for records. Yes, yes. I will say one thing about Austin, and you know, Detroit was a great place to start for that because so much has started there, and there's yeah. so much respect for the music. And you, and in those older communities, 
especially for used records and for Motown and thrift things, anything. Motown. Find, yeah, it's all up there in Motown. Ew. But in that oh. whole region, like mm-hmm. you can find classic gems and stuff. But Austin does have, as a record junkie, I'm very happy to see this resurgence in vinyl and, and all these record stores doing well here. And it's crazy to live in a city like Austin where we talk about the changes and all the things that are we're not super stoked about, but we have 10 good record stores. Mm-hmm. That's all right. That's yeah. that's feeding culture. Do they love to tax, but yeah, they do. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I can't buy thirty-five dollar records all day. No, Matt, facts, not sixty, not seventy, no. none of that. They're like, crazy. They're but crazy. <laughs> it's not just here. That's it's these people, man. They will pay it, I suppose. And mm-hmm. I'm in the dollar bin. Generally. Oh yeah. I'm in that little bin. I came up hard this weekend at an estate sale. All these jazz records that you never find at estate sales. Mm-hmm. And some woman who I suppose she was a painter who passed and she had a bunch of classic rock and things too, but I was digging through and finding Archie Shep and John Coltrane and McCoy Tyner and all these records. And they sold me 30 records, uh, perfect condition too, for a hundred dollars, $3 and 33 cents each. That's That's, my speed. That's That's, I'll wait to find those. Mm -hmm. And I don't want the 35, $40 reissue anyway, Yeah. but I do want records from you. I would love to see that. The new record, I mean, is, 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 prime for that like something that people can hold in their hands and stuff have you thought about that oh yes yes yeah. uh I'm, I'm not i'm trying to decide if i want to do six months or to a year anniversary of mm-hmm. my album dropping which is on my birthday right that was my birthday gift to me and to all y'all too <laughs> right, right. so maybe next year like when it's a year old i want to do something special and do like a limited edition vinyls well maybe put your order in soon like they go slow Oh, I heard. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, the whole process, though. You got to get the whole tracks remixed mm-hmm. and everything. I didn't know it was all that. So I was like, hold on, let me let me take baby steps. Oh, yeah, no, you want to <laughs> get that mixed, out, cause mixed I, properly for that. Right, because I just got it mixed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a mastering thing. Yeah. Much, what was your first experience in music in Austin? What what brought you to the mic? I've always been a writer of, of, of music, mm-hmm. like ever since I was a kid. And um, I always did talent shows, you know, just all that, I was just always active. But what put me on the scene was I just decided, who out here? So I went on Reverb Nation. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's how long ago it was. Dope. I went on Reverb Nation, uh, you know, and it gives you the ranking for each genre in your region Mm -hmm. in Austin. So I did my homework. I'm like, who who out here? Let me, you know, looking Mm -hmm. through. I'm like, all right, bet. Cool. And I just kind of tried to get my, my toe out there and just little by little, you know, it got out there. It's hard for a female, you know, especially that young and, oh, do my features and I got you. They never got me. I always get myself. I had to do it all on my own. So they, you know, people was getting a lot of free features from me at one point. And then I started bossing up and uh, one guy tried to do some shit like that with me too. And I'm like, you take my lyrics to that song, I'm gonna sue you. Cause I have I have proof that I wrote that song. I'm not playing with y'all no more. And y'all not gonna be playing with me either. <laughs> well, people like to talk about Austin as being like this liberal oasis in Texas, but I'm gonna tell you one thing, it's a sexist ass industry. Very out sexist. They're out of their minds. The and way grimy these... and they feel very entitled. And I'm gonna tell you it'd be it's beyond hip hop and beyond like the smaller you know, sort of urban world. It's the big picture of this city and the, and the old school people who are 10 years older than me that we've had to deal with who have had so much, like, grip on this city now, of course. There's lots of people who have come up in the interim that are great. Lots of cool safe spaces now that did not exist 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And it's, it's there's different things. But, man, I, I feel you on that because I never really understood, like, men... In like in hip hop mm-hmm. or in R and B, I learned one at one point that back in the day, radio stations would have you know w- there's all kinds of rules of what you can and can't play, and then stations are really limited with their playlists. But they'd say no more than two women in the, an hour. Who doesn't want to hear a woman sing? I didn't even know that was a fucking thing. Yes, that was like you know corporate, bigger you know like the rock radio or soul radio country radio, they would have like these regulations, like they, these are real things that were in the music industry. And I never really understood like why 
I mean, one of my favorite rappers here is Chiquita B. She's a great Thanks. performer. You know Thanks. what I mean? Like, the energy between, you know, Shaka and Kia is amazing. Right. On stage and has been. Like, and women took over also fairly recently. They, they've been doing That's what they didn't want. They didn't want that. But it's like, I've never <laughs> understood that shit. Like, what are y'all, what, put that feminine energy in that music, man. That's what people want to hear. That's what the right. real people want to hear. That's what people come out to see, too. Yeah. You know, they want to see it all. Yeah. They don't want to see a circle jerk of guys. <laughs> you're you're, you're uh, not as old as me by any means, but I'll tell you this: it got better because it was it was bad. <laughs> it was bad. Bad women were not coming to those shows. I bet they were not coming to those no, shows. Don't go to no home. sausage party. <laughs> oh, no, it was it was real bad, but uh. And that comes down to a lot of things, but when it comes to what you're talking about and, you know, sexism and things like this, like leadership, and it takes you coming out to be that boss and to be your own leader and not worry about what all these other people are doing. Austin has suffered really badly from bad leadership and people taking the direction of people who have barely left. I definitely have to concur with you on that one. You know, and it's it's a pretty big city now, but... There's a, it's, it's still pretty small and close knit, you know, mm-hmm. like the music community knows you mm-hmm. and you know them, you know what I mean? Like we're all in it. Mm-hmm. We, it's, it's a, it's kind of a crazy feeling, but you know, I've also watched you overcome constantly. Like I've remember being downtown, being downtown and uh, looking up in the sky and there's you on a big banner on all the corners. <laughs> That was a surprise. <laughs> How did that happen? Yeah, like there was like your face and on like all these Austin music, like it was like an Austin music promotional. Ca- what was that? I mean, it was like amazing. It was to see. Red River. Oh, the Red River the Red Cultural River District. Okay. District. Yeah, yeah. I was, oh. and and to, I, if if I'm right, I think I was the only black female up there. You're the only one I noticed anyway, so I, well, hey, I don't even know who know else what? was on it. <laughs> I don't remember what else was on. I just remember seeing you being like, damn, all right. So it was really dope to have that representation up there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The crazy shit was all the homeless people knew who the fuck I was. Uh, oh, you that girl. Oh, you so beautiful. <laughs> I'm like, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Can I get the car to come pick me up right in front no, of the No, facts. Club? We going to bend the block real quick. Yeah. Uh, let's go the long way. Yeah, no, no doubt. <laughs> I love the the vibe, but you know, you don't know, you don't know, you no, never know. No. But it was just amazing to. It was a shock to me. Like it was so dope, like to have that. I think they didn't took it down. Now they had it up there for a few years. Yeah, it was up for a while. It was, it was up there for a while. Mm-hmm. I was completely honored. Man. man, that was beautiful. It was when I had hair. Hey man, it's all good. You got hair. I know. It's there. It's there. Shit. The hair. You got the look. You don't have to worry about all that. The. Uh, but that's something that was fought for for a long time, really. I mean, like, I've seen people in recent years complain about things. And I'm like, look, man, in the last 10 years, but say five or six years, the Chronicle has put lots of people on the cover that would not have been on there 15 years ago. Wouldn't even have paid attention to the hip-hop much. Yeah. I mean, people, shout out to Robert Gabriel and people who really did write about it. But, I mean, like, seeing... VIP and do wrong and people like that on the cover. Yeah. It's crazy. It goes back to it's, expectation. You know, yeah. when people complain, they think they're afforded or they deserve it. Mm-hmm. You're deserved it. You are, you're deserving once it's given. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't get caught up on that shit, man. I just keep my well, head down. Well, no, I think it's a great thing. <laughs> I, I think it's a great thing to see that things have changed because it is a sea change for yeah. the publications and taking, you know, paying attention i mean it's like the segregation is real Mm -hmm. and it was way realer when they literally weren't having hip-hop east of the freeway Mm -hmm. it was a big difference even in houston you you only had to go to a victory grill and yeah dessau hall yeah shit like that they didn't turn it into a damn nightclub now (laughs) is it it's a hookah lounge nightclub now Oh, damn. Yeah. But they do, like, poetry and stuff there, too. They still do open mics and stuff, so they still, like... At Dessa or Victory Grove? Victory Grove. Oh, Victory Grove. No, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just added more new stuff in there that, you know... Good. Kids love to, you know, do. The hookahs. 
Hookah's and shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, never, I didn't actually know that until recently that that was such a thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't, I used to have my own hookah in my house and we'd get the shisha and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was just on some cool stuff you'd chill at the house and do, but then it got stupid popular. No, it's weird. Red Fez was a thing for a long time. Did you ever go to Red Fez? Yeah. They had hookah. I brought, I brought up uh, Red Fez. I talked to Biza from uh, Minds of a Different Kind of Day. Ah. Yeah, they weren't, they wanted to uh, add me on their tour. They wanted me to go overseas with them. You should. So, so I said, yeah, I am. I'm trying. I'm working on it. I told him I was coming to talk to you today, so he wanted me to give you some what's ups and a big hug, man. Yeah, thank you, man. I love him. I love them. I mean, I remember going to uh, 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 the Cipher, to the, just to their little the building on the east side where they were all just young, mm-hmm. just in there writing and creating Yeah. before, uh, you know, they blew up or got, had much of an audience here in Austin. They just really were yeah. that whole clique. Of kids, it was crazy, mm-hmm. and they're just really talented. And it's cool to see they do that exchange every year with with France. Yeah, but it's something that needs to be built upon because they fly over there. They need to hit that road. Yeah, yeah, big time. They've been talking to me about it for uh, the past couple of years. They've been like, "Lion, you want to bring France?" So I'm like, "Is it that season now?" They're like, "Yep." Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. We've been, you know, we've been talking about it for here and there. You know, whenever the reason in the season happens, I'll be there. It's a good thing for sure. Would you perform? Do you have to have a band these days? I mean, I know you've been mostly playing with your band, but I've seen you both ways. I mean, um, I could do either way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, DJ sets are not my favorite. You know, yeah. of course. Um, I got actually, I got asked to do a DJ set in San Antonio this past uh, show I had. And I didn't have the capacity or time trying to hunt down a damn DJ. So I just brought my violinist. <laughs> That'll and, work. And we played some tracks. So and we just Where was that in San Antonio? Ooh, Brick at Blue okay. Star. I've been hearing about that too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how their their like venue pricing is though or anything, because it wasn't my show, but the tickets were kinda high. They were like thirty five dollars. Boy. Who who'd you perform with? Amia. Ah, that was the Amir show? Yeah. Damn. She just did Houston the other night. Yeah, She's she back did. in Houston. Yeah, yeah, she did the Houston show at the distillery, right? Yeah, and they told me about, I feel like that's this Saturday, or it was last Saturday. No, she already did it. Okay, mm-hmm. well, man, why'd she tell me about that show and I didn't know about you guys together in San Antonio? That would have been great. I know, it was fun, man. It was yeah. fun, it was fun. That's fun. great. That's a good alliance, too, I think, because you're both beautiful singers. You got... You know, talent beyond a lot of this, these other people. I mean, I, I've always followed her, and was uh, I'm happy to hear she came back to Texas. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. She, we bumped into each other one time. The so it's the first time I ever went to the last Tuesday of Tyler Kwali's DJ's residency. Okay. Yeah, I've never been all these years. I don't get out much, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I went. It was like my first time. I went, and she was there. She bumped into me, and she asked me, "Hey, I'm doing a tour. Can you?" You support me in San Antonio? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Got you. Dope. Got you. So mm. that's how that really came about. Wow, that's <laughs> she great. was just so happy to see me. I was happy to see her. She ain't seen me in years. We ain't seen each other in years. So. I mean, we did the free week show. Mm-hmm. That was like 18, I think. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely a couple years even before COVID that I haven't seen her. Yeah, like 2018, we did that free week show. You guys were both on there. That's right. Was it in 18? Yes. Damn, I thought it was like 17 or something. Maybe you're right. I don't know. I was looking uh, for the shirt earlier because Chill had made a few shirts and just brought them down (laughs) randomly for that weekend. But, yeah, that was some shit. That was fun. And uh, glad to see y'all both coming with great new music. Oh, yes. What's uh, – what can we expect Friday at the Soho House? It's a big-ass celebration. We're doing a player's bowl. Okay. So uh, we're gonna be dressed to impress. We're gonna have a good time. And I'll try. I'll try. I don't know. Hey, it's not required. <laughs> it should. Right. It would just be fun. Yep. You know, to see everyone and have a good time. You know, and it's a player's ball. And uh, we're gonna do live performance. We're gonna full have band. Full band. All the features too. Tita, are they gonna be there or Jackie? No, I don't know if I can get everybody all together yep. like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, I know I have asked. I had to reschedule. At one point. So, and then after that, I just been so caught up. I made a whole new album. I went into album mode again right after and everything. And I kind of 
kind of dropped the ball and didn't really ask them because I know they're so busy. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, I, you know, trying to get all the features together would have probably been like mm-hmm. pulling teeth, you know what I'm saying? Well, not pulling teeth, but it just probably wouldn't have happened. But it's dope. You've got Tita, you've got Magna Carta. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Really Megs. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they're, you know, they're they're a duo yeah. dynamically. For sure, for sure. <laughs> and uh, cool to see them. I also got another feature on there. It's just not listed. What did I miss? On A Mama. Who is it? Singing the chorus. I can't think. I'm, I'm not slow. I'm slow. Gary Clark Jr. Ah, okay. Yes, I should have known. Why is it not listed? Because it would have took like six to eight months to clear it. Ah, and okay, I wasn't waiting okay, okay. longer to put out that album. I, it yep, took me a yep. long time to get that bitch out. It had me in a choke hold. Ooh. Damn. It wasn't, you know, tribe, community stuff. Mm-hmm. I had to do some rearrangements of the mothership. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's hard, though, with, when you deal with... I don't. I personally, you've seen me and what I do, man, I, I, I don't really have the tenacity to work with, like, the major labels and the big corporate... Mm-hmm. system and structure i'd rather send you a text <laughs> like hey you want to go do this come on let's go do yeah, it i was just shocked he was on there like i honestly dope. thought it was a, a sample mm-hmm. john d's made it of course he's the uh the producer mm-hmm. he said he made it while he was on the road while okay. they were on the road or whatever so like i, f- I wrote the song i heard the beat i was like oh i like this i need something sexy it's been mm-hmm. a minute since i did a sexy song wrote the song and yeah. i'm like okay so what are we gonna do about this sample he said what sample i'm like the hook the A Mama part. He was like, that's not a sample. That's me and Gary Clark Jr. singing that. I was Damn. like, okay, well, do he want some credit? <laughs> like, yeah. what do we want? <laughs> like, at this Man. point, you know? Damn. And so I ended up being able to move forward and have the song. Uh, you know, it would have took just a long time to get that cleared by his people. Yep. And I wasn't bothered by it. I wasn't worried about it. Like, you know what I'm saying? I just think it's a cool, fun fact. That's great. I'm glad to let <laughs> people know because I didn't know, actually. I didn't mm-hmm. realize it. Yeah. John Dees is killing it. Oh, yes. Like, killing it, killing it right Bro now. Bro, killing so it. So cool. Bro is killing so it. So great to see. Yes. You know, keeping it, like, nonstop. Oh, yeah. He's a workhorse. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's really dope. What, uh, when you were first coming up, where was some of your first performances? Like, was it Victory Grill or? Uh, Lucky Lounge. Lucky Lounge, right, right, <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I brought you back, didn't it? Of course, yeah. <laughs> I'd have to say Lucky Lounge, Red 7. Uh, Red 7 for sure. I remember Red 7. Um, that's when I first did that show with Trey Yet. And he was like, I was record, I was performing songs that didn't even, they weren't even on wax. Like, I just went into the booth and just made like a, a show mix. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, so I can perform these songs. Right. I was literally on those show mixes for a good year and a year, just doing shows. Mm-hmm. Had no fresh music out. So I was like, let me get some fresh music out. Because yeah. I'm like, I wasn't even expecting that. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, Red 7, Lucky Lounge, Red 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 Fez. Red right? Fez. Yeah. Red Fez. I brought that up earlier because I remember me and Jackie, we used to do shows like that. She, st- she opened up for me at Red Fez. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah. She opened okay. up for me at Lambert's too, and then we always open up for each other. We don't mind. We be, That's dope. We be switching. That's Love dope. that woman. Lambert's. Again, yeah. Lambert's, yeah. I, I was a little bit more up in the, you know, in in the thick of my career at that point where people were really knowing who I was at that point where I got to Lambert's. It took a while for me to get to Lambert's. Damn. Yeah. Is this, does Lambert's still exist? I don't know. I'm not sure. You, I don't go out. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard about shows there, at least. I don't know. I think I did maybe a couple years ago, but I don't know as of recently, nah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Red Seven's a comedy club now. That's crazy. Remember Beauty Bar? Oh, yeah, Beauty Bar. Beauty Bar. That's surreal. That was fun. Beauty Bar. Loved Beauty Bar. I mean, I remember when Empire Control Room was just a shithole. You just sat in the back by the... By the water, and mm-hmm. that was it. Yeah. <laughs> you just sat on the patio, and I don't know, it was called 606 or something. It was before something that, like too. That. It was yeah. before, there was something before that, too. Or it was like extension of the sidebar of something. It was some other name, but. You remember Plush? 
Oh, of course. Plush. Everybody was at Plush. Everybody was at Plush. Table Manners crew. Yep. All the vibes. Yeah, all the vibes. All the cool people. <laughs> and uh, now it's the chess club. What? It's a bar. It's like a punk club now. Because yeah. it was Blue Flamingo before Plush, which was like an old school Austin punk club. Yeah. And now, you know, I'm not afraid of, of uh, COVID, like, but uh, post-COVID, them little rooms, I don't know, man. I, feel <laughs> I just don't so like fun. people that much. I, I, yeah. I don't fuck with crowds like that. I love to bring in a crowd. I don't want to yep. be in that motherfucker, though. It, it's, it, it depends on what it is. I like to have my True. space in the back. I'm tall, so I can True. stand in the back and see, make I'm, my, see, my I space. Yeah. I can get trampled. Exactly. So I'll be in the back. Like when Kendrick Lamar used to come here all the time in Austin, I'd be at the bar dancing. Mm-hmm. Like, give me round two. Everybody crouched up to the you know stage. I said, I can see him perfectly. Did you happen to see him at Red 7? I think I did. I went to almost every show he had yeah. out here. Like, when, remember, they were like $20, bug t- $20 yeah. tickets. Yeah. Well, when he played Red Seven, there's maybe a hundred people there in the back, and it yeah. was, I didn't, I knew. I, about I was him, by the bar. I was definitely there. I was like, "Damn, this dude!" Because that was that was around the time where I was losing faith in rap. No. <laughs> I don't want to hear most of this. And then shit, he came man. in like, dun, dun, and he came in. It was like, "Oh, thank you." M and J calling them. That whole. Yep. Yeah. I think especially for me, Kendrick, though, because there's just some very uh, real feeling to what he did and that first show he there was no dressing up he had like a button-down shirt with a t-shirt under it and just kind of looked very normal very just like came out and just killed it i used to run into him all the time especially in south by oh yeah like randomly i'd be sitting like where you know where dub is at dub academy oh yeah i'd be sitting over there you know where the fader forward and all that shit mm-hmm. I'd be sitting there and there's kendrick just walking by himself i'm like what up k dot i ran into his whole crew again all, I used to run into him all the time. Lonnie, I even took baby Lonnie to see him. Wow. She was barely a year old. Damn. He signed her Barclays. Still have them. Oh, the nice. Very nice. Yeah. He's like, you sure you want me to sign these? I was like, fuck yeah. She ain't going to be able to wear these by next week. Yeah. Sign them. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Those days. Now you, you walk down that street and go to Target. I know there's a fucking Target downtown, bro. Target Whole Foods combination. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's when I knew. That's when I knew. That's when I knew. Man. I knew a little before that, but I think that was, uh, you know, they took all our secret parking. Oh, yeah, I know. You know? I I knew they were doing something stupid. Yeah. When they built the Fairmont. So so what's better than Fader 4? What y'all putting it up in here? Yeah. (laughs) I know. For real. Yeah, that was those are some times, man, for real. They were. And it's almost South by again. Are you gearing up? I mean, I'm gearing up for my releases. Yeah. I don't apply for South by. No. <laughs> Good. I don't apply for South by. I always get asked and put on shows either way. Yep. You know, um, last year I just did one. Mm-hmm. I did the KUTX The Breaks. That's I just great. did that one. Um, other ones, you know... No hard, you know, no hard feelings or nothing, but it just wasn't worth the, the reach. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't worth the squeeze. Mm-hmm. So I just did that one, and it, actually that one show got me on Spectrum News. Oh, that's dope. So I got to do, you know, wake up 7.45 in the morning at the fucking station. That's dope. <laughs> doing an interview and stuff. So I was like, cool. It's not about qual- quantity. quantity. It's about quality. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I just, you know, I turned everything, everybody else down. I was like, I'll just do this one. I mean, it's a lot of work, especially with a band. Oh, yeah. Getting in and out of those places. You can be in the streets yourself promoting, doing your own thing. Been there, done that. Mm-hmm. I don't even walk them streets no more, bro. No. Mm-mm. It's too much. Too much. I think about, like, when I see names on there that were on there in 2005, it really trips me out. Like, locals. Yeah. You know, I'm like... You're still doing the eight o'clock slot at the whatever. So you can sell wristbands on Facebook. Oh, he's talking, he's talking about volunteering. <laughs> no, performing. Oh, performing like performers. Oh. Put, no, they're still doing the same. Like, you know, it's like, come on, man. Stop I hassling mean, these people. And make room. For real. You know. It is what it is, man. Yep. It is. It's coming, though. Yeah. I don't even, like I said, I don't even apply, so I don't even be sweating. Mm-hmm. Like, I just be trying to 
stay busy, man. Stay, yeah. be more consistent. Cause I know there's been times where I've been like, where's Lonnie? Or she ain't dropped nothing in a minute. And then I drop something and then I'm gone. Mm-hmm. My daughter called me, what? She called me sometime last year. She's like, mom, you're like the Frank Ocean of Austin. Mm. It's like you pop out and then you write back in. And then people think you, you out doing stuff, but you not. I mean, but you I'm need like, that time to make quality records. Yeah. I mean, and I, a lot of the rap shit, when it, you, I hear it, I'm like, you really did make that song in 20 minutes. You know, you really oh. did. You know? When's the last time did you read a book? <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, like it takes, you know, <laughs> there's a big gap between uh, the quality and the quantity, folks. No, facts. Oh, you know what gets, you know what really grinds my fucking gears? What's that? When people like go in the studio and they be like, let's listen to what's hot now. Like what's on the top bill, Billboard 100 and try to duplicate that's not new, though. That's been happening. I know it's been happening, but why is it still happening? <laughs> well, I'll say this. I mean, I've watched the music. I've been a part of it for my whole life, and I've watched things forever. And let's make a very simple example. When a white rapper makes it, every label has to have a carbon copy of that white guy. Mm-hmm. When the woman who's half naked makes it, every label's got a half naked woman. <laughs> like doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's bands in rock that like, oh, it's un, you know, con- you know, country music these days is worse than the worst rap. Like the some of the stuff people are coming up now. Of course, they're coming back with everything goes in cycles. So there are classic sounding country artists who come out. But if you really go into the mainstream, you want to go into the Hot 100. You know what I mean? They're all the same Nashville songwriters. They're all the same shit churning out this one simple sound right? for people who don't have time to really care or pay that much attention. They just want to hear something they recognize in their ears. And I have gotten to a point where I feel really strange not being up on everything anymore. I used to know everything that was coming out locally, internationally. I mean, if it was, I was trying to hear everything and, it's uh, it's exhausting, you know, and it's the best thing is to find the best of the best. And, you know, this week Pitchfork was pretty much shut down, the website Pitchfork. That was never really a, a big resource for me, but I have friends there, and it was, it was real music journalism. They wrote about things, and they covered new music. And I'm like, man, if we even just lost that, like, where are we finding? I need some. I want someone to tell me, like, hey, you need to listen to this. It's really good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I want someone that I trust to come to me and say, have you heard this yet? You know? As opposed to, like, say one of your songs, if I didn't know you. Right. Popped up on Spotify. I listened to some album, and then I've got 10, I've got 10 deep, yeah, into uh, the random songs they played after. I honestly probably wouldn't even look. You know what I mean? Unless your song, if your song really caught me or something, I'd be like, wow. But most of the time on the random songs, I'm already checked out. Yeah. You know, I don't like this whole algorithm-based thing. And I do feel like there's, in the music industry, there's always been, and in life, in, in life, there's biorhythms. There's ups and downs constantly. Right. But in music, in the music business, there for sure are uh, hills and valleys. Drive said it best. That's what what, what they said. I forgot the number, but. Rule number something. Oh, so 4,080 record company people. <laughs> record company people. I'm not talking about just that. I'm talking about just the levels of like quality and what they they exhaust their bullshit to where they have to go back and find something real. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's uh it's kind of, it's kind of crazy. I mean, I have faith that uh you know I'd like to see it. If you can make it to like a place where you're getting three, 400 people to come see you, to me, you're a success. You know what I mean? If you make it on a cool independent level, you're surviving. You have some fans that care. That's amazing. That's not easy either. No, it's not. You got these guys who you, you and I know personally, who are like, man, I sold 20,000 of my last CD. Like, I know how hard it is to sell a thousand CDs. Facts. And you didn't sell 20,000. You for sure didn't. Just stop. No, stop lying. And uh, myself now, I'm really, like, happy to just 
kind of sit back and see what's going on, not have like a huge obligation to figure it out. Like when I worked at South by or when I worked in certain capacities where I'd have to like be on it all the time. But to bring it back to what I said before, it does feel kind of weird to be a bit out of touch. Yeah. You know, I went through that for a while too. Yeah. Yeah. When I was like, um, like kind of like right after ACL, when I performed ACL in 2019, Mm -hmm. I did the tour overseas with project six. We went to uh, Canada. I did indie week there. That was great. Uh, we went to Thailand. I did Jai Tep. I think I said that right. I remember Jai seeing Tep. those. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did that. That was amazing. And then the pandemic hit. And it's right, like, yeah. And it's crazy because what I was going through, I was going through my separation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going through a separation. I'm traveling all over the world. And then I come back home. And then life as we know it is just in shambles. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that, you know, like... Breaking Me Down was written in 2017, 18. Mm-hmm. Recorded in 2019. Okay. Like this album, Lord. Sigh. No, I, mean, <laughs> hey, I went through it too. Even when it's necessary and it's good, it's a lot. Yeah. I mean, when you have so many people involved, mm-hmm. so many personalities, so many different time schedules, it just, yeah. and then the pandemic hit, boom. Yes. Now no, that's. That really, you know, I quit social media in 2020 for a while. Like, I had family deaths and things I had to deal with and help my mother and do this and that. And I was just like, man, I can't, you know, Trump, you know, everything that came out of, you know, George Floyd being murdered, all the things that were just nonstop hitting you in the face. Oh, facts. That's how I, I like, felt about that. I can't George do it. Floyd shit, man. Oh, I was like, I don't want to see this every day. Every, I mean, I'm, I support of course, support Black Lives Matter and all the most, you know, the people on that side of the fence. Yeah. But in 2020, like the nonstop barrage of just bad news. And it was just like, I couldn't, I didn't want to hear about it on Facebook. Facts. I would, you know, check the news here and there. I would do what I had to do. I focused on my family. I was able to kind of pull back. And I noticed like, it's really, it's so much more important, you yeah. know, to stay with, to stay in touch with your family. And then so, after coming back and looking at Facebook, because I'm like, oh, I got to promote my podcast, I guess. Nothing's changed. Nope. Not even a little bit. Nope. The same people are posting the same shit. Same shit. Same exact <laughs> thing. I mean, I'm still just posting my podcast. so I It's guess just I'm a different motherfucking too, year. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, but no, that was a mindfuck. 2020, man, like, I got to a point where, you know, we're talking about we don't want to go out. So it is kind of nice to see a live stream, but, and now I'm more into it. But in 2020, I was terrified. I was like, I can't have this be the rest of my life, man. I, I don't want to see, it. I don't want to see these people on my, in their living room, in my living room for the rest of my life. I this ha- is insane. I hated it. I didn't like the live stream thing. I'm no. such a in touch performer. Mm-hmm. I really engage with my, my audience. So like you looking at a fucking lens. Yeah. It was just like, there's no, Mm-mm. there's no energy to to feed off of you know no one to look in their eyes and sing to and do the things that i usually do when i perform yeah really speak to people and you make them feel special you know what i'm saying they came to see me exactly so i didn't really like that shit either <laughs> i was a, uh, I was just more as a consumer personally you know I, I watched some things and i was like this cannot be forever it has to change as an artist it was rough like what you know about it was already planned to release a month in advance and the release date ended up being on george floyd that 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 happened and then i feel like i was like fuck if i could just take this release back you know what i'm saying i wish i didn't even had to drop that Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying it just made me feel really like I didn't want, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was so excited, you know, and mm-hmm. that shit hurt. You know what I'm it saying? Hurt. Not me, but just watching that happen in that I didn't even promote my shit. No. I didn't. I was like, no. You really couldn't. I couldn't. I I bought my podcast equipment and did all this, and I was like, what am I about to oh, I got to. I, I waited months later, yeah. and then I made a video and just dropped it. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I reintroduced it. But, yeah, it was just like, oof, it was tough, man. Oh, yeah. COVID was tough, but what I did learn, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed having time to myself. Mm-hmm. 
like especially going through my separation and how much peace I was not getting, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And how much I was sitting in silence in my whole room, in my house, just sitting there, just by myself, just enjoying me. Don't want to go. I don't want to go outside. Sometimes I did go outside. 2020 was a lit year for me. I ain't going to hold you. Mm-hmm. I was on the, I was in a strip club on Christmas. Really? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm single. I, I ain't been single in almost 12 years. Yep. Oh, I'm outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I did enjoy, you know, and have fun, but. I had a lot of time by myself, and I loved it. I loved it. I was just in grind mode, mm-hmm. grind mode, and learning how to be a new, newly single mother during a fucking pandemic. Yeah, this <laughs> is shit. Yes, and I'm already a full time musician at that point. Yep. You know, so it was like it was, it was, it was. It definitely showed me that I had chops. Messed up. It showed me it, it. The true hustler really came out. You know what I'm saying? Because I was like. Tomorrow's not promised, man. I don't mm-hmm. know what tomorrow's gonna look like. I don't know if I'm gonna get this rent. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do it. And I didn't have time to sit there and apply for assistance. Mm-hmm. Bills are due. I yep. could sit on the computer all fucking day, but what is that gonna do me if I if I get denied or if I on the phone all fucking day or waiting on hold for some you know, for mm-hmm. anything to help me out? No, I gotta go out there and get it. Yep. I gotta get it. And that's what I did. I was selling plates, cleaning houses. And nope. slanging vocals, baby. No. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Well, I uh, luckily, because this all happened right before my stepfather died and everything in 2020. And like, I'm I was never, I mean, it sucks, but it's like, you know, we all go through it. But the, uh, my guy was over here. He's like, you're not getting unemployment. I was like, they're not giving me unemployment. I ain't no, you know, I'm an independent. He's like, just apply, do it. And I was like, whatever, I'll do it. And like right before this happened. So when I had to go to my mother's, you know, take care of her and do this, I was like, I got it. Like the, the everything aligned. I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I can do this. You know See, what I mean? I've like, applied for it before and I've got declined. So I'm like, I ain't got time to waste. But in 2020, I think it was just different. I think, I think they it were was just too. like, you know. But like, yeah, it was just so many people doing it too. And it was just yeah. so much. I was like, I could sit here all day and do this. Or I could just go out there and get yeah, it. Yeah, just go out and get, get it. Get yeah, it. no, it's good that you were able to. And, I mean, I had to go up to Pennsylvania, so it was a little different than Texas at that yeah, point. Yeah, I mean, Texas was still open and yeah. everything. Like, we were supposed to be closed down. We closed down for, what, yeah. like maybe a month? <laughs> Not even. Yeah, basically. Yeah, and we were right back up. Yeah. But I understand because of the small business owners. But I mean, but pandemics somebody. should be in some kind of, what, like some insurance clause or something? Liability something. clause or something. <laughs> we didn't ask to I don't think we, we, yeah, we didn't see no one. No. I think the only one that saw that coming was Trump. <laughs> I don't know. Meaning, like, I just say that he made it because he's. He, I don't like him. I don't, I don't like him either. But I know uh, my wife is from Japan and lived in the UK, and she uh, she was like, "They are definitely not having South by Southwest." I'm like, yes, there's no way South by is going to cancel. There's no possibility of that. They ain't canceling shit. I had a feeling. But before, like, even before that, like, she's like, this pandemic's coming all over because she, you know, the East, you know, people, you know, it was happening. I was in Thailand. There was only three cases when I went to tour in Thailand. When I was leaving to go back home, someone was in the fucking waiting, like, in the waiting area, like, coughing, like they were dying. And I'm like, yo, hurry up and get on the fucking plane. Like, we were already in line and they were down there. But I was like, yo, let's hurry up and get the fuck on the plane, bro. I don't watch the news. So we were ready to go. They were like, Lonnie, did you hear? And I'm like, what? You don't, you didn't, you, what, you didn't never heard about the COVID? I'm like, what's COVID? It wasn't even COVID yet. It was Corona. Corona. Yeah. Corona. I was like, Corona. I didn't yeah. know you drink. Cause it was my homie. He's sober. I was like, Corona, you, you back drinking? She's like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was like, no, Lonnie. No. <laughs> He's like, it's a virus. I'm like, oh, we mm-hmm. have a new born virus now that somebody created and threw out in the world. Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, it's an Asian. That's where we're going. I'm like, well, I'm still going. Yeah. And you know it was so crazy. That trip was so crazy for me because, like, going on the way there, I found out while we were like taking off that Kobe died. Oh God, yeah. And we were just on the plane, just crying. I was just like, "All right, this ain't gonna ruin my trip. I'm gonna get my tears out the way. I'm gonna order me a double, and I'm taking my ass to sleep." Mm-hmm. But it was sad. I was sad. I was just like. I was so high, like high off life because I'm like, I'm going on this trip. Like I'm finally doing what the fuck I've been wanting to do. You know what I'm saying? 
This is what I've been wanting to do. I want to see the world, eat good food, and slang vocals. Mm -hmm. But that shit was rough. But on the way home, my team won the Super Bowl. So I, but I didn't get to watch the game. <laughs> I was on an international flight. As soon as we landed, they were like, Lonnie, the Chiefs won. I'm like, oh, man. Now nah, I can't even catch them win a Super Bowl right now. I'm trying. Hopefully this year they're going to win. They look good. You got they the look hair. Good. You're already decked out for them. Hey, Chiefs Kingdom, baby. Yeah. Don't ever doubt them. <laughs> so you're from Kansas City, Missouri? or I was born in Springfield, born in Missouri. Springfield, okay. But I have a lot of family in family, Kansas okay. City. I always go yep. back to visit and stuff and stuff like that. They all have seasonal tickets. I bet. When they win, I'll be ho wishing I'm home. I know they having a fish fry. I'll be like, oh, I wish I was home. With yeah, they're family. serious. Yeah, they serious. Very serious. I remember one time I was in Kansas City uh, visiting family, and it was a game day because it was just everywhere. Mm -hmm. And it was the game that Trey Songz got arrested. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Dang. <laughs> man, were you at the game? No. no. <laughs> I was up there because a family passed. Oh, man. So, man. you know, we were just going out eating, and I was just, you know, I wasn't out there. I do want to go to a game, though. Mm -hmm. I do want to go to a home game. Like, that's one of my goals probably next season. Next year. Well, sometime later this year, I want to go to a game where it's not so cold. Yeah, no doubt. It gets cold up there, bro. Well, speaking of games, uh, I, well, I'm from up near Buffalo. Mm. So I was watching the like, Bills games, and I'm not even that big of a football fan. I'm into it enough in the, in the play, playoffs I want to see. I would like to see in the Texans or the Cowboys or the Bills, whoever makes it. I don't care at this point. Chiefs, great. Yeah. You know, but uh, I know you got to sing for Austin FC. Austin's first professional Team. I have. I yeah. did. It was like the biggest audience I I've bet. ever had. It was like over 27,000 people. There. Man, that's dope. That's probably not including the staff. Yeah. You know how they put the numbers up? Who's in attendance? Yeah. I'm like, you got to at least count two, three thousand more people that's working the stadium. Yeah. And those games are got some energy. Those, yeah. That audience is, is wild. They are. They were awesome. Yeah. The, it's, it's funny when the weird, you know, the awkward white guys they would come up to me they were like yeah great song no i bet you uh, <laughs> the spray oh the spray bottle we're having cat cat issues <laughs> <laughs> cat issues in the uh, studio today but it was just so funny though. like the the, the middle-aged awkward white guys would be like yeah, great song great song man i'm like oh man i didn't write it but thank you yeah you know <laughs> yeah did you sing the national anthem i did yeah. okay <laughs> Never heard that one? I know you heard that one. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> but it was great. It was so fun. Like, I've sung, like, uh, the national anthems for, like, the UT games, women and mm -hmm. men's. Mm -hmm. football, not football, basketball. I did the basketball games. I haven't did the football game yet. I definitely want to do an NBA team, man. Yeah. I want to do an NFL team. That'd be dope. That would be dope. Mm. I remember when I first got asked, even my mama was like, do you know the national anthem? I'm like, yeah, I know the fucking national anthem. <laughs> oh, you see all these people on TV, <laughs> online, getting crucified for their renditions. They were scared for me. My own team was scared for me. They were like, I'm like, are y'all serious? <laughs> this is the easiest song. I went out there, had no problem. They kept bringing me back. I'm like, I mean, I can sing the national anthem. That's, I think that's like, by law, isn't a singer yeah, you should sure. know be ready be on deck for that yeah. opportunity yeah and the and the african-american version too you know yep. what i'm saying yep. no yep. one knows mm -hmm. and knowing how to sing it yep. <laughs> finding your your range find your pocket and just stay there baby okay. <laughs> you oh, know yeah. but it was hilarious i had a great time doing the austin fc thing that was really dope yep. i actually ended up getting two jerseys you got two jerseys Damn. i did because you know what they were trying to give me my. I want the jersey. I want to. I want to. Uh, wanted to earn my own hometown jersey. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying with my name on it. And so, as close as the dates went, came in. They were like, "Oh, well, it's Pride Month. We're gonna give you a Pride jersey instead." And I said, "No, that's not what I agreed to." Mm -hmm. <laughs> give me both. And Reno was like, "Lonnie, it's it's not that serious." I said, "Bro, that's the only reason why I wanted to do the national anthem for the Austin FC. I wanted to earn my own fucking jersey." Yeah. Crowd, cool. Mm -hmm. Everything else, great. But that's what was important to me. Yeah. I want I'm simple. I'm intentional. That's it. <laughs> and they can afford to make you a jersey. And they could, and they did. Good. 
<laughs> I'm like, why would they ask my name, how to spell it, and what number I wanted if they weren't going to give me my jersey? This is why I, I agreed to do it. Mm-hmm. Off that, off the strength of that. Dope. I just wanted my own jersey. Well, I'm glad that worked out. I did. I know. I got both of them. I was like. Oh, man. man. Wow, that's really cool. <laughs> I think uh, there's a lot of potential with that. That stage out back and everything. Like, they need to boot. I want to see more concerts after the games. Yeah. Like we need to do a whole a whole show. I would like to see them collab more with other artists in Austin, too. Yeah. And that's no shot to everybody that they're working with right now. But there's more people out here in Austin mm-hmm. that that could, that well is well-deserved a collab. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, it's squatty. Well, I am a whole new. Clicky. Well, their creative director left, who I think was bringing in a lot of, you know, people we knew, my, our friend Allie. Oh, and okay. uh, Allie Jackson left. Oh. So she's got her own creative company now. But uh, that's dope. I don't know who replaced her at Austin FC, but with uh, Austin being such a music town, there's so much potential. Right. You know, that stage in the back when everybody's coming out. I've seen a couple of bands there, you know, but they've had like cover bands and I'm trying to think like spasmatics type shit or something, you know, like. Yeah, um, I don't. Need some good Austin. Austin, music, right? You know? Right. You got Austin DJs at the mm-hmm. games DJing. Yep. Why can't you have Austin artists? I can perform three and a half hours. Yep. Majority of that would be my original. I have enough music for it, but I'll I'll fill it in with some covers too. You know. Yeah. But yeah, I just think, I think they, you know, there's a, so many artists out here, and they deserve, you know, some some opportunities in that manner. You mm-hmm. know. Maybe they, maybe they just don't know how to, you know, obtain it or who to talk to, which is a thing. But I don't know who to talk to anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, who is this? What is going on here, man? Shit. Me neither. I just I just make records and yeah. I just hope people dig them. Yeah, for sure, and it's definitely diggable. It's dope shit, man. Um, what is uh, else on your horizon for you're already in recording mode, you said, or you're already in writing mode? I already finished two albums. Two albums. I have a lo-fi album coming in March. R&B really? Lo-fi. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who are you working with on that? It's this guy named Flow State. Okay. He's a producer out here in Austin. Yeah? Yeah, he was the only guy that sent me beats. It, it just came from an idea online. Like, I was on threads, and I was like, I think it'd be dope to, like, do a lo-fi album. And I had so many responses that were like, yo, do that shit with your vocals. Oh, my God, you should do a lo-fi album. It was just an idea. Yeah. Because I listened to a lot of lo-fi. I love lo-fi, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, he was the only one that sent me a B-Peg. And it wasn't that I was asking for one. I just said, put it out in the universe. Hey, I think it'd be dope. Mm. I just dropped the album. I was, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and so he sent me a B-Peg. And we got to talking. I told him uh, I had an idea. This is my first themed ever album. Mm-hmm. I don't really do themed albums. Okay. I, don't, I feel like it puts you kind of in a box, but with lo-fi, it was just so easy to theme it. That's dope. It was lo-fi. So, uh, yeah, it, we got to talking. I gave him the lay of the land, what I thought and what I wanted to do with this, you know, the music. If I was, to, you know, I guess we're doing this now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he got, he heard my responses. He took, he was very receptive. And uh, he was literally making me like a beat almost every day. I already, I, I, I did this album completely differently than my other albums. Everything was already done before I even got in the booth and wrote, like wrote and did the songs. Okay. The, the graphics, the animation, the production, everything was already done. Oh damn! They just needed to wait on me, and you know he was like, "Yeah, you got do you do you, do you have anything written down?" I was like, "No, I got a concept." Mm-hmm. I go in the studio. Ten minutes later, let's go. You just wrote to the to the to the tracks. Mm-hmm. Dope. And then I just recorded them right there and kept the vibe lo-fi. You know, my engineer was like, "I think you need to put some harmonies up here, like some high ones." I was like, "No." If you do, muddle it out. I want to keep it lo-fi. This mm-hmm. is a lo-fi album. I want, this is supposed to be a fun album because self-titled stressed me out. Oh, yeah? Yes. It was just so, yeah. it took so long. And it was just a lot of hands and, you know, involved and everything. It just, it took so long to get that, that album out. Man. And when I finally did it, I was just like, bet. I already have all this music I've been wanting to work on, but I couldn't move forward because I was stuck in a motherfucking time gap. So we're fucking self-titled you know Mm -hmm. that's what I felt like I felt like I was just I wasn't moving and so I released that album and then um I think I recorded lo-fi like into November December 
By the new year, it was done. Oh. The first single was coming out February 9th. All right, February 9th. Mm-hmm. Self-released? Yeah. Well, okay. I'm under Trailing 12, Trailing, a distribution. Okay. okay. Bailey, a distribution uh, agreement. Okay. They're based in Los Angeles. Good. Dope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were surprised. They were like, well, we saw teasers and stuff online, but you're ready, Lonnie? I'm like, yeah. yeah. Are y'all? No, obviously not. Because y'all think, uh, you know, because of my first album, it took so long. And I'm like, no, I didn't want to make it. It's not that it didn't make music fun again for me or anything. It was just stressful. And I just wanted to do something that was less stressful, but still do what I love and with better than lo fi. Mm-hmm. That's dope. So that's what I did. And I'm excited about it. I can't wait for y'all to hear it. And I hope y'all like it. Yeah, I'm excited to hear it, definitely. Yeah, I know they're like four months apart. I think like four or five months apart, the album. I mean, that's kind of what you got to do. I felt like days. I was doing too much, but I guess yeah. I ain't. Um. <laughs> you know, that's what they say. Keep releasing, releasing, releasing. I was just backed up. Yeah. <laughs> I was backed up. I had so much. I still have songs I want to do. Mm-hmm. All these songs on my on my computer and stuff. I just, I had to get that album out the way. But I'm already working on my other R&B album now. I'm like four or five tracks in. Dope. Doing all R&B. Dope. Is there any tour plans? Or any shows coming up around the state or outside of Texas or anything coming up? Yeah, well, other than my release party this Friday, I am doing a, a lo-fi performance in yoga. We're going to be doing that on the 24th of February. Um, I can't, what's the, what's the, the, the library? What about the... Uh, you can talk, bro. It's cool. Uh huh. I'm doing the Central Library. Okay. Uh, we're they're celebrating Black History Month. So they oh. asked me to perform on the 24th, and then that same day, I'm doing a morning session of yoga and a live performance of my whole new Lo-Fi album before it drops. Wow! So mm-hmm. for a logo, for during a yoga class? Well, it's or? gonna be yoga the first hour, and then the second hour is gonna be performance, ah, okay. meet and greet. Meet the fans. Okay, dope. do all that. And that's at, all, both are at the library. No. no, what's the what's the place called? I can never uh, say it right. My Beyonce practice. Uh, okay. Beyonce practice. Okay. It's on South Congress. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Yeah, I thought I was like, that's dope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, and it's such a different experience to have, you know, and open up more fan base, of course, you know. And I figured that's possibly what that Lo-Fi album was gonna do, anyway. Yeah. You know, yeah. only not only did I genuinely want to do it, but then you know when I got to it, I was like, "Yo, this shit might—it's gonna bleed into a lot of, you know, ears." As far as like, you know, of course, lo-fi, anime, mm-hmm. all kinds of different things that, you know, kind of goes together with it. So I was like, "Cool." So you're gonna make a six-hour animated YouTube for people to have on the background at all times. Oh, I already have one made. Oh man, for real. Yeah, I got my own I got my own little cover art for the lo fi album. Oh, dope. That's yeah, crazy. And it's all animated. It's so cute. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. I also have a little clue in there too that you was actually mentioning my uh my vinyls. Yeah. I have a vinyl of self titled on my cover. Oh, cool. Yeah. Very well cool. on the actual whole video. You can't really see it because she made like this big file so you know we had to kind of crop and make deliverables but when you see the whole thing you'll see like the little self-title right there Mm kind of like a little you know breadcrumb to let you guys know it's coming dope dope yeah that's amazing i love to see that because uh sometimes you just got to put the lo-fi on in the background make your cat calm down oh yeah you know yeah something mellow i do like that and uh Definitely am excited for you and everything you've got going on right now. We will be there at the uh, at the Soho House Friday night. Yes. For the self-titled release event. Oh, yes. It's, it's just y'all? Out. Just you, the band? Yep. Dope. Mm-hmm. Me and us, and then y'all. We all going to be just partying. All right. We'll be down there. And uh, definitely looking forward to more. I know you did Houston not too long ago. You did San Antonio not too long ago. Mm-hmm. I want to see you do that more. I'm Me sure too. The, those are audiences that are very hungry. Hopefully, uh, I'll be going overseas soon, too. Yeah. With minds of a different kind, like I told you. Yeah. And doing that. And uh, I think I just got a response back from Spain about a possible performance for a festival out there. It's actually Austin's, like, it's a sister thing, like a kind of sister partnership okay. thing, kind of thing. So, yeah. 
And they even asked me about band and do I need a band? And they'll actually give me one. They're like, we'll give you some players to play if you don't want to bring your band. I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, depending on how much shit going to cost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, depending on if you're going to bring our band. Band, right. That's the question. <laughs> that, you're not asking band? the right question, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely see myself getting out more. Um, you know, I don't perform a lot in Austin. Um, I've been real chill, you know, just because of the album thing, but... I'll probably still be chilling. I'll, ha I'll be here and there. You know, I don't like to pop out too much. Yeah. I don't like to oversaturate my my existence. I'm I'm kind of mystique, and I love that. That's for the best. Yeah, I just let people think what the fuck they think and what they think they know. You, you know? bore and, witness to enough oversaturation, bro, in your day, bro. In our day. <laughs> we love you from a distance. Yeah. <laughs> well, if people want to hear the album, want to get in touch with you, what's the best way? What's the best contact? And uh... my website, aliciaalanimusic.com, on on all social media websites, all that stuff, uh, music platforms, uh, holler at me. I mean, I'll, I'll reach, I'll talk to y'all. Mm -hmm. uh, um, I'm, I'm the type that if I meet you in public, I will follow back. Oh, she's fine. Nope. Oh, you just don't want her doing it? No, she can if you don't care. Oh, I don't mind. I don't care. I actually got these boots in Canada when I toured because I showed up in Reeboks and Ooh. it was snowing and it was supposed to be snowing that early. So I went in Toronto? To the, yeah. 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 So I went to the thrift store and bought these boots. So I love these boots. She love them too. Look, oh, she's, <laughs> she's we're not paying her no mind, so she's pissed. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, um, y'all can reach out to me. Um, hopefully, y'all would take a bend of the ear of my new album if y'all got some time. I would greatly appreciate it if you like the vibes. Follow up. I got some more shit on the way. Lean into you is actually dropping the video music video the same day on Friday on of Friday. my release day. Okay, dope. Yep, at noon at midnight, you know, to pull. Midnight, yep. Yeah, a whole release. I actually shot that video in Houston. At the festival? No. At the, at the Project Row Houses? Or? No, 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 it's nothing. a, it's a, you know, Lean into you, the song. Yeah. I went out there and shot my music video in Houston. Okay, dope. Yeah, yeah. It was cool. It was like they have these, it was a church. Okay. It was like a church, and I guess it was abandoned or it was sold, but they're just content houses now. They have nothing but content houses now. We, my, Me and my whole team pulled up, and they're like, is this the spot? I'm like, yo, where's the address? We shooting in a church. Thank God my song ain't too succular. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, shit. Yeah, the, uh... Well, shit. You know, at least we shoot no rap video up in this hole, you know, but it was beautiful. Like, and I can't wait for y'all to see that, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, and uh, me and Jackie Vincent, we're going to be shooting our video next. Oh, dope. Um, I wasn't able to do it when it first dropped. Um, my dad passed. Oh, see, sorry. That's yeah. terrible. Thank you. Appreciate it. So, uh, you there's know. enough of that going yeah. around these days. Yeah. Ooh. And I didn't have funding either. No. <laughs> I was like, who got $500? I'll make a video. Yeah. <laughs> but my label was like, it just looks better when you have a video in the single. And I'm like, well, it'll take, I can make something work with $500. And then, okay, we'll just drop the single. Okay, then. Mm. Okay. Thanks. So for anybody listening, Lonnie, don't get no funding, baby. We out here grinding it, grinding yep. it, doing what I got to do and keeping the relationships that I have and keeping my head down and working and putting that work ethic in. And when I do, I think it shows people that they're down, like they want to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. And I'm all for it because, baby, I'm not that funded. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got to work on that. Yes, sure. yes. So... I'm excited about the new video that we're dropping and the one we're about to shoot with Miss Jackie Vinson. Um, it's going to be so fun. Mm -hmm. I'm going to just tell you because I'm excited. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we're doing Scott Pilgrim theme. Oh, wow. Yeah. Crazy. Yes. So it's going to be super fun. Uh, Jackie, we've already talked. She's down and everything. So we're looking to shoot that right before South By. Dope. Yeah. I look forward to that While for I'm sure. shooting that, the album will be coming for y'all. The Lo-Fi album will keep y'all excellent yeah excellent well i appreciate you coming by here and finally getting a chance to talk to you do a real interview and uh we definitely got to stay in touch on all this and i'll see you on friday for sure oh yes uh, thank you so much for having me matt it's been so good to see you it's Great been so long you. i know <laughs> i know it's been so long and I, you like i said you've always always been there you know you've always took notice and you always you know and i appreciate you for that still being Man. Still being in the journey with me, man. I appreciate that. I'm glad that. you're still here in the journey. Shit. <laughs> you know? Here we are after all the stuff we just talked about, all the things. It's been a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And here we are. And the new album's great. 
Thank I'm excited you. to hear the next one. And uh, thank you. We'll definitely see what we can do in the future. I would love that. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Already. Well, thank you as well for tuning in to another edition of Talk So Real with Matt Sanzala. It's uh, also available on all the platforms. I hear Google Podcasts is going away, so maybe I'm going to have to start. Uh, they're going to put it onto YouTube, and I hate this audio on YouTube. i got to get me, got to get on this uh, other level, I suppose. Got some live podcasts coming up in the mix, probably February. i got to check my itinerary, see how this is all going to work out in February. But I uh, want to start doing some things live here in Austin, Texas. And as always, if you want to get in touch with me, Matt at PusherMania.com or... Uh, Matt Sanzala on Instagram is probably best. Don't message me on Facebook. I have, fa- I have fear of Facebook and all that. Me it gives too. me anxiety. I don't like Facebook. No, it's too much. <laughs> I knew it went to hell when my grandpa <laughs> made a post on his picture. It was very, I wasn't wearing nothing but a papaya, okay? Oh. And he was like, that's my granddaughter. She, there she is. She fine as hell. I'm like, <gasps> no. It was artsy. Don't get me yeah. wrong. It wasn't like no, I know. You know, when I do my photography, it's very, very tasteful. Mm. But he was he was proud. You know, he's basically talking about himself. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I knew I knew Facebook went to shit from there. Damn, it's all <laughs> ads. I'm tired of these ads. We ain't got no ads here on Talk So Real yet. But uh, we'll see what happens. I definitely appreciate you coming. I appreciate everybody for uh, tuning in. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, Talk So Real with Matt Sanzala is back.